Welcome to Ministry Mondays with Meg. I'm Meg. Uh, I am, who am I today? I am Reverend Meg Biddle. I am Reverend Meg, Meg Biddle every day, but um, <laughs> apparently today especially. Um, I am the National Coordinator of Ministry Life, and I serve the ABHMS, the American Baptist Home Mission Societies, in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. But today, I'm at my house. So, um, welcome to all of our viewers and our listeners. We are glad that you are here. Um, ministry Mondays is talking about ministry, talking about ministries that go on beyond that Sunday morning service. Um, because I believe that's just a teeny tiny piece of, of ministry. Today, I have brought to you my guest. My guest is not me, so I'll take my name down. My guest is Pastor Reverend. I didn't ask. Pastor. I know Pastor. Pastor. Pastor Travis Ball from First Baptist Church in and Parsons, Kansas. Pastor Travis, welcome to the show. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the club. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Oh, have you here? Um, so what we met at the Prairie Pastors Gathering, mm -hmm. I believe. Was it was this past year your first year? Yeah. Um, this was my first year at Prairie Pastors. Okay. Um, and then we were able to bump into one another again at the annual gathering. Right, because I apparently lost an email address, um, which happens. Um, anyway, glad that we reconnected and so glad yes. that you were that you are here. So not everybody knows who you are or knows where Parsons, Kansas is. Um, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you serve, what you do? Okay. Okay. Well, um, you know, I have served uh, First Baptist Church here in Parsons for, um, this is five years right now. And so I always describe where Parsons is as, you know, if you take a look at Kansas, which is a big rectangle, we are literally right here at the corner. We are 30 minutes from Oklahoma, 30 minutes from Missouri, and about 45 from Arkansas. So we're we're centralized in this four-state area, which is really kind of nice for access. Um, but you I know, did not know that. Nowhere. I did not know that. I mean, I know Michigan does their whole, you know, like their hand oh, thing. Oh, yeah. You know, that's really cool that you can do that too, but I didn't realize that it was like that with the four-state. Yeah. Okay. And you've been there five years. Yep. Um, and so uh, actually I started out um, in education. I was a sign language interpreter. My wife and I were, and um, we both know sign language. Her parents are actually deaf. Um, and so been using sign language, you know, uh, even ever since before I knew her, I took it as a foreign language and did it in church and everything else. Um, but, you know, started doing that vocationally after college and was actually attending here since 2011. And, you know, throughout that process of uh, a search and call season, uh, the, the team came to me and I was helping with a Bible study on Wednesdays and Sunday school on Sundays and doing some stuff with the youth. And they said, you know, your name came up in prayer and, you know, we just really want to know uh, if you would be willing to entertain the idea of putting your name in the hat with the other candidates that are running. 
And I was partially privy to that situation, knowing that there was, you know, three or four other candidates. And so I went home, prayed for it, uh, prayed about it for a long, long time and said, you know, there's about four other people. I think I can hedge my bets with this. And, <laughs> you know, God calls you out on that every time. And so, you know, I said, yes, why not? And, you know, I was sitting on our back deck and, you know, looking at a, a Matthew Henry commentary of all things. And I was like, you know, I could really do this every day. And, and that that was kind of like that solid piece of saying, okay, let's do this. Um, well, uh, long story short, um, the other candidates, you know, within circumstances decided to stay where they were or everything else. And so um, I was selected to candidate here and um, went through that process. And it was it was wonderful and beautiful and uh, came on uh, in February, but finished out the school year to come on full time um, in June of 2018. And it was in August of 2018 that I uh, had an MRI and they realized that I had a, a ping pong ball size brain tumor. And so that was like the first big test within within ministry of saying, okay, you stepped out into this, you left your leave time, you left everything within education, and now you're starting this fledgling position. And now you have this, like, how are you going to introduce that? And so 17 hours of surgery and six weeks of recovery later, um, you know, I was able to, to re-engage and, you know, the church was just wonderful. I mean, it was a beautiful picture of, you know, what the church was about coming along beside, you know, my wife and I, and, you know, just being with us as I was with them. And, you know, we just had this beautiful bond that was forming uh, within that. Um, and then, you know, I like to joke that I haven't had any regular years of ministry, as we all know, we've had COVID and we've had this. And so, you know, ministry doesn't look the same day in and day out and hasn't looked the same year in and year out. Um, so it's, it's just been a wonderful process to be able to serve within this church. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. I didn't know. I didn't know about the whole brain tumor thing. So was the tumor benign then? Yes. Yep. It was a benign tumor, um, but it was large. So um, they weren't able to preserve any of uh, the auditory nerve. So this ear has nothing going on with it. It's It looks good. It hangs my hat up. But in terms of hearing, it does absolutely nothing. Wow. And you're already in sign language. So Yes, that that was a that was much smoother of a transition to know what you do if you can't hear something. So sitting on the right side of the table with people or, you know, making sure to position myself, you know, if we're talking um, or, you know, in a crowded space to make sure that I can I can tone in to hear you and not be drowned out by everything going around. Wow. Now, do you do you sign when you preach? Um, no, um, there's been times that I have done stuff, you know, within, um, with, within ministry with sign, um, but, uh, not in terms of, of preaching. Um, you know, I have worked, uh, pretty closely with the deaf church that's out of, uh, Olathe where Kansas school for the deaf is. And, and we've worked with them as I worked with them 
from the school side and then transitioning to the church side, you know, getting connected with the, the churches that are up there. Okay. Okay. How far is that from you? I wasn't. Um, right at about 90, 90 oh. minutes. Okay. Okay. I was just, I was just curious about, about signing if that's, you know, um, obviously that makes communicating with your in-laws easier, but, um, I, I just was curious there. Wow. What a story. What, what a testimony. Wow. Um, so you've gone through the first year and a pandemic. You've had a brain tumor. Kid, oh, wow. And, 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 and then your kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, between that, you know, we, we, uh, had our three children and, you know, they're four, two and one, and the youngest two are a year and six days apart. So they are, you know, uh, as, as close as twins and as fierce as enemies on some days, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just right at that age and they're both girls. And I mean, they love to pester one another and love one another in the same moment. So mm. it's, it's, uh, exciting and never ending. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, kids are great. Oh, kids yeah. are great. Um, and I'm sure that they must have, have, um, lots of grandmas, grandpas, aunties, uncles, um, by extension, you know, being there in the, in the church. Um, I remember when my youngest, you know, was, she was five when I was called to my first church and you know um she was four she was four when I was called to my first church you know so there she was and and could really do no wrong um because my other two two were a little bit older but um and and how many how many people you know she had wrapped around her finger oh, so on they've got a village and and they know where to go and I mean during, you know, our, our fellowship time, you know, they'll run throughout the building and just say hi to everybody. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, um, hey, make sure you find me at some point before service starts because I won't see you otherwise. And right. they're off bebop and doing their thing. And yeah, it's, That's it's so fantastic. And then when I met you for the first time at Perry Pastors, you were telling me about this ministry, which I'm assuming has something to do with what's going on behind you, maybe? Yes, yes. Uh, where I'm at is actually in our storeroom. And if uh, the motion sickness, uh, it goes all the way, no, that's that great. way and then goes all the way that way. Um, I'm actually in um, our care covered hygiene pantry room, as you can see from my shirt here. Um what we did, um, we used to have uh, house a community dinner as one of the few downtown central churches. Um, with us having a gymnasium, we housed uh, the community um, supper on 17th, which 17th Street. And it was a dinner every Thursday for just anybody. No questions asked. You come, you got a plate. And it was a time of fellowship. Well, one thing we noticed was. Uh, even if we stock the restrooms the day of, by the end of that time, all the restrooms, all the paper would be out. And I mean, we're talking about the big 12 inch cordless rolls of uh, toilet paper. And we said, 
what's going on? And someone kind of joked like, we have a toilet paper thief. And then that spawned the idea, we need to have a toilet paper ministry. Um, and so we started putting toilet paper in little sandwich baggies and just, um, not sandwich baggies, but the brown bags and just placing it by the door. And sure enough, you know, they were, they were taken week in and week out. Um, well, when that ministry kind of found a, a sunset just because of, uh, grants and availability, um, we, uh, were, were sitting back and we were just thinking about, other avenues of ministry that we would go to and there's several food pantries in town and we didn't want to compete for the same resources grant money we didn't want you to have to come to us for the bun go to somebody else for the patty and then go to somebody else for the lettuce just so you could piece together a meal um and so we we said we don't want to go food pantry wise because there's there's plenty um, and so we were praying about it and, uh, Aquila Winchell, somebody who attends here actually has a friend who grew up within this church who has another hygiene pantry out in Wichita. And we got connected with her talking with her. We toured that facility and we talked with some local individuals here who really echoed the toilet paper shortage, um, because everything within this room is not covered under assistance, aid, SNAP benefits, you know, nothing like that. So to think you have to have exact money in order to purchase basic hygiene requirements, toilet paper of all things. So we heard testimonies of individuals in the community who would literally withhold going to the restroom until public offices and businesses open the next day and going and using that. Um, and it was just heartbreaking and, and just kind of an atrocity that we said, we have to find a better way to remedy and partner with the community. And so that's where Care Cupboard started. Um, and so what we do is uh, we give away six rolls of toilet paper, um, two bars of soap, um, shampoo, toothpaste and laundry detergent in what we call an essential kit. And then as you can see here, this would be the form that someone would fill out. And there's a list of 17 other items ranging from diapers, uh, baby products, feminine products, tissues, razors, deodorant that an individual can pick from too. And they would get all of that in um, the essential kit that would help them hopefully have more money at the end of the month or be able to stretch those funds towards the end of the month. And it's been a wonderful, wonderful process. We just started our third year of Care Cupboard. And so the the very first time we were we were so excited. We had 21 families come through. And, you know, we were like, yes, we're making an impact. Um, and uh, within six months, we jumped up to 100 families. And then another six months, we hit 150. And, you know, the growth trend has continued to where we have been um, hitting over 250 families a month for the last five months. And that equates to just over 500 individuals. Uh, that have been touched and served. So within our small, you know, sub 10,000 community of Parsons, we're serving 
over 5% of the community, which, you know, Parsons and Labette County by extension is about 14% uh, of individuals live under the poverty rate. So, you know, we're hoping to move that pendulum to lessen that number and increase the amount of just basic dignity that an individual would have. Okay. Um, so I'm sure that there are lots of people who didn't know about the food stamp benefit, you know, rule that it doesn't, um, you know, our family at points in our lives have, have received assistance. Um, and it's, I mean, it is, it is, it, it's hard and it's embarrassing. Um, and if, Life is hard enough that you need to steal the toilet paper, then yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to we need to do something. So where do you get funding? Um, do you order all your supplies? Do people can people like go to Amazon and, and have it shipped to you? I mean, talk to me about finances yeah. and all that stuff. So when we started, um, we had a budget of 15,000 and we were like, man, we're big business. You know, we've got to figure out money. And uh, God has been just so in the midst of it um, because when we started, we were like, okay, how are we going to afford everything? You know, what's going to happen? And I opened a, a letter that we received at the church from Rita Adams, the um, retired uh, former secretary of uh, the central region. And she had grown up and she has connections uh, in this community as well. And, you know, it was just a letter from her about uh, another board that she sits on with like the joy radio. And they gave us, she said, I applied on your behalf. Sorry, not sorry. Here's a check for $5,000. And I went to that, you know, one of the first board meetings and I was just shaking. I was like, okay, uh, you know, I know we're talking about money, but I have to read this letter. And they were like, well, we'll get to new business later. And I'm like, forget Robert's rules of order. You want me to read this letter? And they were like, just, we're talking about money and we're stressed about it. I'm like, let me read this letter. And um, I read it. And at the very tail end, here's a check for 5,000. And ever since then, you know, uh, God has been so good in terms of making sure, you know, funding is there. Um, and again, fast forwarding and scaling up, we've gone from a, a 15,000, which we thought was big business to, uh, our, our budget for 2024 is $68,000, um, with inflation, with increased number of people and everything else. It is, it, it has definitely gone up, but my, um, you know, so w with serving 250 individual uh families right about four thousand dollars goes out on a distribution day which we hand out on the third saturday of every month so technically um you know here coming up will be the next um care covered distribution and you know all the shelves that you see behind me will be emptied um and we will start all over we've got partnerships within the community um, whether it be, you know, financial um, or, you know, the golf course, for instance, says I can order an extra case or two of toilet paper every month and give it to you guys. Here you go. 
Um, so it's it's amazing to see some of those partnerships that have formed. Uh, we also have a donation box where individuals can, you know, donate stuff. And one of the things that, you know, we have learned and they have learned is with the quantity we buy it in, we are able to source for what you would spend a dollar on. We're able to spend, you know, 75 cents on. So, you know, we can make it stretch a little bit farther um, with some of our corporate partnerships. Um, we actually get all of our toilet paper from Fastenal, the tool company, because they have undercut everybody. I mean, even the janitorial supply companies, they have undercut them on the price of toilet paper. And, you know, we, we do try to make sure that everything that comes out of the pantry is dignified. You know, it's, it's two ply, everything is good with that. Um, you know, if, if we wouldn't personally use it, we won't give it to our friends and neighbors. Um, who would have ever imagined that that's where you'd be ordering toilet paper? I know, I know. Um, and, and then we've gotten connected with, uh, you know, larger corporations, McKesson from out in Wichita. And uh, then we're connected with the Kansas Food Bank, which is part of the Feeding America grant, which we have bought, you know, quite a few uh, paper products, diapers, incontinence products. And, you know, that has been the biggest boom. Initially, we figured that you know, oh, diapers are going to be, you know, the huge hit item. It's not. Incontinence products for adults has become the biggest thing because um, even within that, you can find certain assistance programs that will cover, but I've done so much learning that I didn't even know that I would do. You know, there's the the briefs kind, you know, the the actual diaper, you know, and all of these different kinds. Well, just one kind is covered. And so if someone wants to be dignified and wearing, you know, actual clothes and not having this huge balloon on them, those things aren't covered. So, you know, we've been able to meet some of those dignity things. We have a washer and dryer and a set of showers on site. Um, you know, if, if anybody would be facing a water scarcity or, you know, would just not have access to, you know, clean clothes because, you know, some of our goals were, you know, to increase self-esteem, to increase employability, to increase some of the strain on some local businesses who are wondering why their toilet paper is disappearing um, and and just better serve and partner. And and I I really do feel like that is what we have started to do um, within Care Covered. And it has just been such a beautiful process because we're caring about the person inside and out. Um, we have on the evenings Care Covered Connects, which we have about 40 individuals who come through on a Saturday morning, come back. And it's just a time of fellowship, a time of devotion, a time of worship. And the the prayer requests, I mean, they're, they're, they're unfiltered. I mean, there there is no holding back on those and you're able to just get into the realness of individuals lives and um so i mean e even with with more partnerships that we've done we have we've partnered with like the community health center um we've partnered with early detection cancer screenings we've partnered with aetna um medicaid 
And so they'll come in on a Saturday morning and set up a table just to say, here's a one-stop shop of being able to get information, get some resources, get some clarity that you may may need to have that may not have you know the time or the access uh, throughout the week. And this is why I do this podcast because this is community. This is what ministry is. It is giving people dignity and 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 really like there's hope in there. I mean that somebody cares enough about their community to go, oh my gosh, they're stealing the toilet paper. Yeah. If you're stealing the toilet paper, it's not because you're being a jerk. It's because you have no toilet paper. Yeah. Um, I did. I'm not proud of it. I did that once at work, not on my current employer, but um, years ago when, when we were the, those families, you know, and going, I have to stick a roll of toilet paper in my purse. Yeah. Because, yeah, because. Um, and, and not to hang too heavily on the toilet paper aspect, but I think that just the the number, we actually figured it up this last week. Um, and, and that's why it's so impactful to me. Um, we are on track this year in 2023 to give out 17,000 rolls of toilet paper, which is, that's a lot of paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the feminine hygiene products. I mean, oh my, yes. I mean, how much that costs people a month? And you're right with inflation and school loans coming back, and 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 you know, and, where there's no place to cut in anybody's budget. And that was one that I think really lighted a fire underneath us as you know, kind of the board of of care covered um was when the statistics started coming back you know the poverty rate of labette county being at 14 percent um but also um nationwide within the united states of america one in four women uh or girls will miss school or work because of a lack of access to supplies and I was like, that's an unacceptable statistic for America, for anywhere, for that matter. And, you know, uh, excuse me, um, we actually just learned that Kansas is a little bit ahead on that, but it's one in five girls within Kansas will miss school or work because of a lack of supplies, which is still 20% of, you know, a significant population within America, within Kansas, will miss work because of a basic hygiene yeah. aspect. So that's been something huge that we've been partnering with. And um, we've actually uh, been able to talk with the library and they're um, starting to, uh, they have a grant to be able to have products there as well. And It is, it is amazing to see how far it has taken off and just some of the stories about lives that have been touched with it. Yeah. Do they have to, 
prove that they're on food stamps or anything like that? No questions asked. It just no, no questions, no income guidelines, um, nothing like that. The only thing that we ask, um, we utilize the program that the Kansas Food Bank has, and they operate off of an address. So just bring us a proof of address. It doesn't even have to be local. You know, we don't operate on a geographic uh, radius. So we've handled people from 30 miles away to individuals who were crossing country and just stopped in to see what was happening at a church. Um, and so there's there's no income requirements. There's no geographic re requirements. You just come in with a proof of address. We uh, take that down and, you know, you pick the three additional items and um, go. How has this changed your church? My, um, it has so much so just brought perspective, you know, cause sometimes we can just, you know, you, you can interact with an, an individual that is just within the community for years and never really know them, but you just know them because you're associated with them. And and this has really helped to open our eyes to some of the relationships that we have that are are they're they're living on such fragile terms. And, and so it's really expanded our hearts to to really grieve some of the local plights that we have. Um, you know, and just just springboarded our our attack on poverty, not people. Um, and, you know, so we've done uh, countless other, you know, kind of sub ministries um, outside of and, and next to Care Cupboard. Um, we did a summer backpack uh, food program. And so we were giving away 280 gallons of milk and three bags of food for children under 17 uh, throughout the summer months. Um, and then we actually just had a poverty simulation at the church, uh, that normally is done in schools, but it was a full simulation where you got an identity, you got a budget. Uh, we had co 15 community resource places, um, around the room that you had to go to, you know, with work and bank and, uh, grocery and pawn shop and, you know, all these different things just to give individuals, you know, being able to place themselves in their shoes, being on the receiving end of maybe some of the comments, some of the looks. And, you know, we had 39 different community agencies represented and 70 individuals that went through the simulation. And it, it was just eye-opening. Wow. I bet. I mean, and, and, unless you've lived it. Yeah. And, and with the, and, it's really helped us to polish our language and approach to be able to partner with some of our friends and, and neighbors within the community. Because if I come to you and say, Hey Meg, are you in need? I mean, immediately your, your front goes up of, well, no. Or are you needy? Like, Whoa, you know, like, and so, you know, some of those flags of how could I best partner with you? Um, you know, how can I, you know, come alongside you? And so, you know, figuring out those best approaches, you know, whether it be language, whether it be just empathetically, um, has just been huge. And so 
the, the networking aspect has just been mind blowing of, of some of the things that we've been able to be connected with, you know, the, the K state extension and research center is in town and they do uh, budgeting and culinary classes. And we've worked with, with them about potentially bringing some of those um, and, and scaling them to, you know, uh, the clientele we serve. And it's, it's amazing to see some of the the bridges that we've been able to form through this that we never, never even imagined happening. Yeah. If people wanted to support you, how is the best way to go about that? Okay. Well, um, like I said, Care Covered operates. Um, we, we looked at, it's about 50, 50, um, grants and, you know, partnerships. And so, you know, if there's any grant opportunities that you know, feel free to send them my way. We have filled out more grants than than I can shake a stick at. Um, and then uh, with partnerships, um, like I said, we can take donations of, you know, physical product. Um, we can take, you know, monetary donations and they can just be written out to um, Care Cupboard Hygiene Pantry. Um, and then just mail to, uh, the church and, um, we can take it, process it, give you a credit on whatever donation is made. Um, we actually, uh, within care cupboard, um, just because of, you know, whether it be legality or whether it be security, um, what we were able to have two sets of insurance with, uh, care cupboard was able to be insured and the church was, that we actually formed two separate 501c3s. So even though they operate in the same facility and even though the ministry is absolutely under the umbrella of First Baptist, um, it does have its own separate uh, 501c3 just for, you know, cleanliness purposes and, and safety purposes of, you know, the, the, the government is not looking in and like, why is the church buying so much stuff? Right. Um, so for those listening, those watching in the show notes, um, I will put up a link to Care Cupboard's Facebook page and to uh, First Baptist Church of Parsons in case um, listeners, watchers, you know, um, y'all want to reach out and, and support Care Cupboard. Um, it, that's uh, an amazing, amazing ministry that that you've got going on. I tell you, mm -hmm. if anybody is in the area of Southeast Kansas on the third Saturday of the month, we would love to have anybody and everybody come and and help out because uh, we serve from nine to noon. So in that three hour window, cranking through 250 families, and most of the time it's 130 within the first hour. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it is it is fun. It is excitement. I mean, just there, it, the air is just electric because like everybody's moving, everybody's doing things and, you know, so much stuff is going out and, you know, there's always a position, whether it be, you know, filling up bags to be able to replace stock, whether it be, you know, uh, filling bags that people would order, uh, whether it be just greeting them at the door and, you know, just being able to be that face that they see um, or helping them to their car. Um, you know, there's so many different ways to be able to serve. And, um, we've actually had several organizations from the community come and do team building on Saturday morning, uh, with doing that. Cause they're like, Hey, we need, 
we need service hours. We need some team building. And we actually had the city commissioners um, who are on all different sides of the political spectrum and agreement spectrum, you know, come in and help fill bags. And they had a wonderful time. You know, they and their spouses came in and, you know, it was just a wonderful time to see civic leaders stepping in and, you know, helping to fill bags about things that are going on in the community. So it has been just a beautiful, beautiful, um, just connectivity tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it, it's a community. It's a community. That's what, that, that's what, you know, it, it's what we're called to do is to, to go, to go out. Well, yeah, you're bringing them back in, but that's, you're just using the building. It's not conditional. You don't have to show up to church on, on Sunday in order to get the toilet paper, you know, um, right. kind of, kind of thing. I mean, that's just, being the hands and feet of Jesus, that's just loving people like we're called to do. And, and that, you know, both sides of the political aisle and, you know, can, can go, yeah, people matter. Um, and if we kept that in mind, we probably would be in a far better place than we are now. Oh, yes. um, you know, um, it's just, it's just phenomenal, just phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you came and um, you went, hey, did you forget me? <laughs> you didn't go like that, but, you know, <laughs> that, you, that, 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 I, that we get to tell, tell your story. Uh, I don't want to forget the joy question. You know, dad, pastor, uh, I don't want to call it entrepreneur, but um, community leader, all these things that, that you do. So, you know, what brings you joy? Oh, my. Um, I, I do absolutely love seeing the just just the lives touch, whether it be you know, through care covered, through, you know, church, kind of those those moments of of, you know, where where they feel um, an individual feels, you know, just blessed and touched and, you know, kind of the light bulb of aha coming on. And even within the poverty simulation with the other organizations realizing the connectivity i just love seeing the networking aspect you know being being able to make the connections being in the know of hey you need to talk with so and so in order to get that to work that being said that can be you know just exhausting at the end of the day you know uh with having one year's worth of hearing um you know my my acoustic bucks uh as it's been called you know i can get auditory fatigue. And I'm just like, I've been around enough people. I have got to, you know, shut off listening for a minute. Um, so I, I love running and biking. I've ran, you know, three marathons and, you know, just enjoy getting on the bike and just being able to, to go for a ride, go for a run and just, you know, hit that euphoric point of just, Oh man, nothing's bothering me. I can continue for, for miles like this and just be, you know, just a time of me and God just to be able to recenter, reconnect. And, um, you know, I think that is really a, a time that I, I love and, um, I've really come to, to really cherish. See, this is, this is why that's my favorite question. Um, 
you are now episode 54 and in 54 episodes no two people have answered that question the same and um and i think that's what's beautiful about us being um all part of the kingdom of of god is that um that we connect that we that the things that bring us joy um are are so very different um and and really there's not a wrong there's there's not a wrong answer to to any of it and um so i i am so grateful for you for this ministry and and your church and your community for supporting these 250 families and is there um anything are we going yeah this is the thing we do we do this well or do you ever think about maybe we take this further and expand it um so i know we've talked with uh a couple different you know communities and churches that have that have all asked um because you know within kansas um at least according to kansas food bank we are one of six hygiene pantries across the state um so you know kind of being on that forefront of everything we have gotten calls about hey we would like to start something like that we would like to do something like that and so we've been absolutely willing to you know share hey here are the steps here are the places we went here are some of the you know abcs of you know how to get this off the ground um there have been a couple that have said no we want you to do it and i'm like whoa whoa, whoa. I, I don't know that we're ready for starting a care cupboard too yet um mm-hmm. but you know uh, definitely you know expanding uh empowering individuals to make a change within their community um has has just been been huge i mean i can't tell you how many individuals that we've we've talked with you know we've presented to um just to just to share you know hey this is the idea of what's going on because the word hygiene even i mean how often do we use it even though we know what it is yeah. how often can we take for granted you know that tube of toothpaste on our counter the 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 fact that we get a new toothbrush every so many months if we go to the dentist um you know we we partnered with delta dental and got smile kits you know the little uh toothpaste toothbrush and everything and we gave it away uh one month to uh individuals and two young little boys came through and they picked it up and they held it close and they said now we can have clean toothbrushes and and as warm as that made me feel in the back of my mind i was thinking what does it mean to have a dirty toothbrush right uh, and and you know just it, it's it's the little things you know and, and we've got it posted on the wall, Zechariah 410, you know, don't despise these small beginnings. Don't despise these humble beginnings because the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may not be, you know, 250 families, but it may be something, a, a toothbrush to someone who hasn't seen a new toothbrush. In a uh, and, you know, within working with the Kansas food bank, we, we actually get, uh, we purchase some of their salvage too, which is just big banana boxes of just 
odds and ends of whatever. And if it can't be used within the pantry, uh, we set it out on the table for individuals like hair coloring, makeup. Um, you know, there's been all kinds of different stuff that have that has come in, paper towels. And that has just been really big to say, here's some other stuff that, you know, you may not have access to or that may not be readily available. But take this because we're able to get it like for 80 cents a box. And wow. so. You know, with, with that, you know, 80 cents, you know, you can't even go, you know, to the what? fast food joint and get a dollar menu for that anymore. No, and yet no. we get a banana box of product and things and just yeah. applicable things for people's lives that we're, we're able to then distribute and rehome to empower these individuals and encourage them. Such an amazing story. This is yeah. an amazing ministry. Um, well, I, I am. I'm grateful for you and for um, for your community, for your people, for your story, all of it, um, for your ministry. Um, folks, you know, if you want to connect with Travis and, and the good people there in Parsons, Kansas, we will. The, note, the uh, information will be in the show notes. And, um, you know, keep, keep doing what you're doing and, and, and many blessings to, to you. And, uh, and for those listening, watching, find that thing that brings you joy and, and do it for the glory of the Lord. Do and, something. Yeah, do something. Yeah, do something. Get and live. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Get to living. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, you are most welcome. Yeah. Um, and we thank you all for listening and watching. Yes.